In space there is much to be feared. A planet of thorn, a planet of ocean. While taking probe selfies, asteroids have neared. So always chart your continued forward motion. And here it is, the sixth perfect commotion. Yeah, honestly, that that's the best we're going to get. Welcome to Perfect Emotion, episode six. This is a media exchange podcast where we give each other cool stuff to watch, uh, listen, play, read, and then we talk about it for a while. So, uh, on this podcast with me, I've got Dave. Hello. I've got Nick. Hello. And I've got Sandy. Hiya. Uh, I am, of course, Alan. And um, let's get this started. So, since we've done the last episode, there's been a Star Wars trailer that's come out. Woo! Big fans of Star Wars around here, but that's, I mean, most people are. I think that's fair and it's best safe to say. So, does anyone want to kick off with uh, the, what they think? The that opening shot is um, fantastic. Uh, if I could have sex with an opening <laughs> shot, it would be that one. <laughs> it is a good shot. I, I may have it now as my desktop. I was too enthralled well. by it. It just sort of felt a bit... Well, you're weird. Oh, no, it, it didn't invoke any of the emotions that I've ever felt while watching Star Wars. Star Wars was never about, like, the, the ruins and the destruction. It was always about this, like, cool, new, awesome tech, like lightsabers and things like that. You're talking about the prequels now. That's all cool, awesome no, tech. Even, Star even... Wars was about the frontier, the edge. Yeah, but <laughs> even those three, there's no sort of... There was a nice mix of, like, old stuff and new stuff. There was never, like, oh, here's a crash tech wizard thing. It's Sorry. Like, crash Tech Wizard literally describes the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but it was never crashed on a planet and destroyed. It was always working. Barely working. That working, was the fun. Barely working, you're still working. But the point being, though, it was a fun opening shot that reminds yeah, you of all yeah, the yeah. cool things, like both the sleek, shiny Empire and the... Yeah, the X-Wing at the front of it as well is yeah. also cool. And the the speeder going along the front of it reminds you of uh, the beginning of uh, New Hope. Oh, yeah, like the, the, the speeder in that shot I absolutely love, but the rest of it just feels like they've gone, mm, this opening scene doesn't say Star Wars enough. <laughs> well, they kind of had to for a trailer. Oh, I think the word Star Wars did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're complaining your Star Wars is too Star Wars for you? I'm complaining that they're, they're, they're really not being subtle about it being Star Wars. They could be. They could be really subtle. They didn't need to say Star Wars about that. Yeah, just when I think Star through, Wars, I think X-wings. subtlety. But... Yeah, I know, I know but th- that's enough. I don't, need it to, I don't need it to start with it poking me in the ribs and going, by the way, I'm Star Wars. I get that it's Star Wars. It's really obvious. But it's, it's not really... Poking you, it's kind of like slamming you in the face with Star Wars. We're back, that kind of thing. I don't see it as being a problem. Uh, I I think that the the Crash Star Destroyer was slightly too much, but um, I don't think it's a huge problem. But I just think there was a different way to do that scene. But I presume the scene, it's probably, I I get it's also a scene from the movie, and I'm sure thematically the scene in the movie where they fight was a Star Destroyer to get a battery or something like that is going to be important, but uh. Well, I assume it'll be from the previous uh, Rebellion War and mm, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, it'll just it'll sort of show time's passed and shit's changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So do we have anything to say apart from the first 
five seconds of the trailer. Yes. Oh, the stormtroopers look fantastic. They look they sleek really and yeah, yeah. And I like the even the tie fighters. Yeah, the shiny one. Yeah, yeah. Are there going to be lots of them, or are they going to be like officer style stormtrooping magic? Uh, I presume they're going to be mm. special people. I presume. Yeah, they're, I think they'd be standalone. Yeah. yeah. From what I've heard, she's uh, played by Gwendolyn Christie, who plays Brienne in Game of Thrones. Oh, she. Oh, awesome. yeah. Oh, cool. It's the rumor. Well, I, I get that <laughs> answer the question of are they all still clones? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be the answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting back to point, I do like the new the new X wing and the new Tie Fighters. The new Tie Fighters, if I can see right through them, I don't know why, but part of me is like, yeah, that, that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like how they're instantly recognizable, but no. Yeah. I don't like the new droid. The roller droid. Oh. I don't like the new roller droid. Soccer droid 3000. It it, it just doesn't do it for me. It it reminds me more of prequel Star Wars than uh, original Star Wars. I don't know. For me, Mm. he's what Jar Jar Binks could have been had they put some thought in. You know, because he fills the same basic role. I presume he follows them around and he's just cute everywhere. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what they were trying to do with Jar Jar Binks. But failed miserably. I uh, uh, I'll, I'll wait uh, to see way on that when the movie's actually released because if the droid does just follow everyone around, it's going to be pretty dull. But if it's a if it's just a really elaborate Dyson ball advert, I'll be quite impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Dyson's version of the Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mobile fan that's bladeless and follows you around the house. <laughs> also, repels blaster bolts can whip a bomb rat into his T sixteen Skyhopper. Man, I'm a nerd. <laughs> we all are. I love it. I love it. And anything else from this? Han Solo looks happy. He does. Oh, it's, it's good to see Harrison Ford looking happy after the Though last... He, he definitely looks like he's aged. Unlike yeah. Chewie. <laughs> Did you ever see Chewie Grey? It's like, <laughs> no. He like, looked like a ghost. <laughs> well, they are meant to live to like 400 or something, so we can let them off not aging, but I'd kind of like to see an old man, Chewy, accompanying an old man, <laughs> Han. Like, rolling out after Han and his wheelchair. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm a bit annoyed about how ambiguous they are. That's what teasers well, are it's about. it's a trailer, yeah. 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 Um, they're not trailers, they're teasers. And oh, sounds yeah. annoyed that they're teasing him. Well, yeah. no, which is like cloaked figure puts his hand on R two, robot hand on R two D two. Figure A gives figure B a lightsaber, <laughs> and then yes, absolutely nothing. But there is a Sith who has a small following of people. That's you don't know it's a small following of people. Well, that, that's the bare minimum. He that has we know. at least a small yeah. following. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I presume yeah. it's going to follow their children, and yes, I'm uh, guessing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be weird. I think they've got a small challenge ahead of them of having recreating Star Wars with a really famous couple of people. Because, yeah. you know, Leia was really famous anyway, but she was really famous with a rebellion that was almost being squashed. Whereas yeah. these people are going to be the children of two of the saviors of the... It, it does depend on how public that information got. Mm. Luke was pretty famous. Mm. 
Yeah. Remember that whole scene where Chewie doesn't get a medal? I believe there's a fan edit where the only different change they did was add a medal for Chewie. <laughs> which I kind of liked. Yeah. Though I'm being quite uh, reserved about my excitement before. I'm trying to be, because I've been hurt before. I've been hurt before. I'm going all in. It will destroy me if it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go in... Well, I'm going to try and go in not expecting much. I don't think I'll su- succeed. Yeah. So, uh, I believe one of us has a confession to make about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's it's widely known. It's widely known. Not, not by our I listeners. have seen... Mm. I have seen <laughs> the Star Wars trailer Ooh. that recently came out. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> All two people and your mum. <laughs> we, we we counted them, Dave. There was at least five people listening to our podcast. <laughs> so I've seen the prequel, the prequel trilogy, and um, New Hope, and uh, that's it. What? Why prequel and so? I saw A New Hope um, when it was first, well, quite quite a long time ago, and then watched the prequel trilogy in the hope that I would watch the rest of it, but then I never got round to the rest of it. Oh, no wonder. Watch the prequel trilogy. I, I wouldn't go back to that series if I didn't watch it <laughs> in the other order. It was not great. Well, we may have uh, given you some spoilers. Chewie doesn't get a medal. What? what? That's yeah. a new hope. Yeah, she's seen that. It's all the stuff about... I don't even remember that. I thought she got a medal. End of no. the first one, after, after they blow up the Death Star, they oh, go yeah, back yeah. and Han Solo and Luke Skywalker oh, yeah. get medals. This is before Han Solo becomes a giant slime monster. It's yeah. in the next films, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, would it be safe to assume that I will get that as a piece of media at one point? Yes. <laughs> Writing it down now. We'll have a sandy <laughs> interesting episode before the new Star Wars movie comes out. Yeah, yeah, if you're planning yeah. to watch them, you, you watch them in the machete order. Actually, we could easily do a Star Wars themed one. Really because could. there's enough games, board games, especially now. Me and um, Dave could talk about Swatter. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, the oh. Star Wars dance game for the Connect. I, also, I, I like the fact that exists. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Anyway, swiftly moving back, if you're going to watch um, Star Wars, watch it in the machete order, which is four, five, two, three, six, and leave one out of it. Why? Um, because uh, four, five set up you finding out the link mm-hmm. between Luke and Darth Vader. Yes. And then yeah. you go back with two and um, three to find out about who Vader is yes. in his past as a flashback. But don't describe this too much because some of us haven't seen them all. Yeah. Well, the, I, I've I, I heard think... that as well. I've heard that order as well, but and not leaving to... out one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. leave out one because it, it adds Pants. nothing in terms of story. It adds a okay. fair bit I think of all the prequels, it wasn't that bad compared to the rest of them. Yeah, it doesn't show anything important to Anakin's okay. no, no, um, choice no, yeah, to join yeah. the dark side, and that's really all you want to find out about I guess so, yes. why Anakin went to the dark side and became Darth Vader. It does mm-hmm. have Qui-Gon Jinn, who is an interesting character, and Agreed. he's one of the few neutral Jedis in the Star Wars canon, which has been obliterated. Uh, yep. And it also has uh, Peter Serfinowicz, and it's Darth Maul. Uh-huh. Yes. As the voice of, not the actor. Oh, right. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> And it does have the pod racing scene. That pod racing game is solid. Yeah. 
Uh, but the, apart from that, there's not much good about the first one. Hmm. Yeah, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't show a lot, to be honest. Um, I think it says more about uh, Obi-Wan than it does about Anakin. Yeah. Which I think I is a little like, important. But yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I feel if they dedicated the original trilogy to Anakin, uh, to Obi-Wan's story, it would have been a lot more solid. Uh, that's just a yeah. personal thought. It's just like, but anyway, you've seen he would, that. Be, he would make uh, an obvious main <laughs> character, whereas the prequel, the, the original trilogy's Luke's story, you know. Yeah. Right. So, moving on with the things we actually gave each other, we said we'd watch. Um, Sandy, do you want to introduce what you gave Nick first? Okay, yeah. Um, so, I gave Nick uh, Appleseed, which is a 2004. Um, animated uh, movie. Um, it's about a post, almost a post-apocalyptic world. New form of humans have been made called bioroids, and these are clones of existing people. Um, and they are now in a society where they live together with humans to uh, form a balance. I guess. Um, I guess now I'll hand it over to Nick to talk a bit more about it. Yeah. Sure, okay. It's been a while since I've started, about a week, with recording the in-between episode and whatnot. In my opinion, overly convoluted story is a little bit fuzzy, but from what I gather, it is all about, yeah, the balance between humans and the bioroids, uh, who, uh, it seems that the government is all run by the bioroids, but the military is all run by the humans, and it's all sort of a balance between them and escalating problems as the bioroids don't reproduce but they are attempting to acquire the ability to reproduce through the uh, uh, title Appleseed Project or a secret that uh, the main character's parents developed and she is the secret key to it that not even she knows at the beginning of the film. It's interesting, but it seems like... You know when someone sets up a load of dominoes, and the entire point of setting up all those dominoes is for them to fall? Mm. This is what the world of Appleseed is. <laughs> you look at it and you go, ah, yes, this is going to fall and look spectacular. Let's just watch them all fall. Okay, yeah, this is happening. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and there we go. This <laughs> enjoyable, but uh, it's not something I could. Uh, I never really. I couldn't empathize that much with many characters, knowing the end of the day, you know, what their place was. And the main character was it hinted that she was a biroid or not? No. Wait, what gave you the hint? Yeah, so the um, reproductive aspect is also with their um, 
uh, cells as well. So they die if they don't get medicine, basically. Okay. Yeah, so it was the um, regenerative aspect of it. So if they gained that, which is the the apple seed thing, um, they wouldn't need uh, the the life serum. So they would essentially be human. Right, yeah. But it just seemed sort of... At the end, well, I'm I'm not even sure if I mentioned the spoilers worth it or not. Uh, You know, it all seems to... it, It turns out it was a convolute conspiracy. Shock. Oh, classic uh, anime. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, oh, what? You mean that terrorist attack at the start was planned by some other party? No. Uh, but yeah, it was it was an enjoyable film, but uh, it was one of those ones that you sort of feel that overdoing it with the plot that could be simplified a lot. Mm. Um, there's a lot of nice little elements in there. But at the end of the day, when they're sort of, yeah, it, it was nice seeing a. Uh, it was nice at the beginning where the main character is taken away from the uh, uh, battle site and taken to essentially uh, a utopian society. Going, oh, it's all right. We fixed it. It's not, you shouldn't be fighting anymore, really. Like, oh, what? What's going on? Yeah, and... part of me kind of wanted the story to maybe flip back to where she was. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why she was fighting if things were solved in this specific place. Yeah. Did they just not tell anyone? It didn't seem necessary in the story of the film to have her outside of um, Olympus, which is the, the city that they all live in, Utopia. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that was unusual. Uh, it was, it was uh, interesting, but flawed, is my opinion of it. Yeah, it was. Um, although it was a predictable story, they, like you said, they made it overly complicated uh, at times as well. As in the whole, all the twists. Mm. Even to the point where I believe they had to take the main character to her family's lab to get her to remember the key which yeah. she remembered was she had all along yeah and i was like this doesn't seem necessary <laughs> it's like oh being here i remember what i was told about that super important key i have right here and then she gets to get stolen because of course she was surrounded by military people yeah and throughout oh. all this um obviously there are whole loads of emotions going on because she remembers her past about her mother and her dying and everything but there was no motion there just the animation the so they it's um it's an anime style but they make it 3d uh so mm, it's yeah. somewhere in between is it yeah it had nice special effects but is it yeah. 3d like Appleseed alpha or 3d like no. nice Sidonia? it's so it's it's between just Regular anime and alpha, so alpha is more yeah. um, uh, realistic. Yeah, I, I think it suffers for it. There's a few moments where it's just like, hey, if this was a actual like drawn anime, this would be so much better. Uh, like that Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. film. 
Uh, it just lives in the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. No, it doesn't hit that. It's just there's a few scenes like when a truck hits a rock and flips. I think that's so much uh, easier to animate because mm, you can exaggerate I, things slightly easier. Apple Seed does stay away from the Uncanny Valley with its usual effect. It's sort of... It's like cel-shaded. Like, yeah, yeah, it sort Ooh, of keeps nice. it so... Uh, a lot of the time it, is, it seems just normally animated. Mm. And they use the celebrated for special effects or like well, specific stunts, in which even if you're watching a normal film, you'll notice the camera will move around more. You know how in normal films, when action's happening, the camera's an entirely different beast. It yeah. feels just like that. So it's not jarring at all, really. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was the first but... film that I watched that had that kind of effect, where it wasn't really drawn, animated but it wasn't really completely 3D. Um, mm. Yeah, so I quite like that. The, it's worth noting, the director has a weird back catalogue. Oh, yeah? So he made Starship Trooper Invasions. He worked on Halo Legends. Uh, he worked on Space Pirate Captain Harlock, which I've heard is really, really strange. <laughs> And Evangelion Another Impact, which I haven't actually seen, and I really, really want to. Um, he's worked on a few things as a designer. <laughs> Transformers. He's got a weird back catalogue. I, I think that... Yeah, totally crap. Yeah, he's done weird things. <laughs> so, I guess, does Appleseed belong in the more normal um, spectrum? He did Astro Boy, Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> Naruto. Somewhere in there. It's not the most mainstream, but it's not the weirdest. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, good. So, so how does it compare to, to Appleseed Alpha? Sorry, that's the one I've watched. It's the only one I can get my hands on. Um, I... So I watched um, Alpha quite recently because that was uh, released in 2014 last year, then? Yeah. 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 Um... But I, I watched that because I remember watching um, the previous one. So it's not related. They're, they've taken the same characters again and placed them in universe. I, I've heard two conflicting things. I've heard it's unrelated, and I've also heard it's a prequel. Because they mm. are trying to get to Olympus, and they, they, they just meet a byroid. And it seems no. like a big thing that she's a byroid, and they don't. It's not it quite a prequel again. because in the original film. Um, Junin doesn't know Briarios is a um, cyborg or, oh, or she a, she's a bio, bio person. So she finds out in the film. Oh, she, she thinks he's a robot. Oh, as in, uh, no, sorry. She didn't know he had turned into a um, bio... What, what would you ah. call Briarios? A bionic know. man? Million dollar man. But he's not a cyborg. He used to be human. Yeah. So would you call call a person who... He became a Darth Vader. I thought cyborg was, yeah, like half. Is cyborg half? I thought cyborg was full robot. I think you get a picture, though. No, cyborg's like... He's more machine now than man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's more machine than man. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll uh, I'll, I'll add on to my things to watch. Because I did like Appleseed Alpha. Um, it was weirdly predictable as in yeah. you could sort of tell what was going on but you're like oh there's one of four stereotypes they're going to follow right now uh-huh. <laughs> which I think uh, kept it slightly less predictable you know what I mean 
never do exactly, but you kind of had a good inkling. Okay, good. But yeah, if you like Dalfo, uh, I would watch um, the others as well. So there are two yeah. other films. There's the original Appleseed and then this that. They're both okay. Um, don't know which one I would prefer. Actually, I'll need to watch Alpha again. But I think for me, Alpha had too predictable a story. I, the original has that problem as well. Mm. Yeah, 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 it was a bit... What I did like about the original was um, it had quite a good um, soundtrack, so it was quite cyberpunky uh, until the end, which it, it just turned into a generic and dramatic movie soundtrack. It, Alpha didn't seem very cyberpunky, but it felt very post-apocalyptic. You yeah. did get the feeling of desolation and everything was sort of gone. Mm. <laughs> and I think it did that brilliantly, but I think, I think that's why I'm, I'm holding it to... To, to quite a high pedestal because it was that was really cool but the rest of it I think was a bit mm. at times well this week I decided to give Alan Twin Snakes yeah it was basically remake using the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine so if you could do it in 2 you could do it in Twin Snakes yeah Uh, yeah, I sort of quite liked it. The combat was... As soon as I gave up trying to learn the controls and just sort of ran with it and learned by mashing the buttons, uh became much more comfortable. So uh, I was moving around corpses and somebody suddenly spotted me. So I managed to shoot him in the face, but I needed to move his body before another patrolling guard saw it. And that became yeah. a mad dash of, oh, oh, up, down, stand, you know, do the splits. And that yeah. was just, oh my god, that was a weird panic moment. And then I gave up and I put the controller down. And I came back to it the, the next day. And I just sort of mm-hmm. ran with it and tried to avoid all situations where that could happen. And it went really, really smoothly. Um, I, I, I thought I really liked the mechanic where you find a tape at one point, and this gives you clues about what to do. But yeah. uh, I think that really fell short when I listened to it, and I was like, okay, I can hear a truck. Okay, I can hear a helicopter. Okay, I can hear some music. Oh, but wait, I, I spoke to somebody earlier on, and they're like, oh, only the officers can play music, so I know where that building is. I was like, okay, good, I've got this under control. And I started walking, and all of a sudden on the radio said, there's that truck you were talking about. And I was like, okay, okay, this is weird. And then I kept walking, and then there was a truck around the corner. And I think the, 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 the detection for knowing what you're physically looking at at the moment is a bit broken. Because the same thing happened when I walked near the helipad. So yeah. I stayed on the right-hand side, yeah. with the opposite side of the helipad, and I kept my camera sort of tuned in at the wall, and yeah. sort of looking looking ahead and tuning in. And the same thing happened. I was like, there is no helipad. I'm up against a solid wall. So I spent a few mm-hmm. minutes exploring there and realized it was actually, I had to walk, had to backtrack a fair bit just to even get to the helipad position. And that was just really annoying. Because they turned like a nice, a nice question mechanic. Because the, the map is really small. I think exploring it yeah, was quite map, easy. Yeah, probably for people who don't know, uh, Ground Zero was released as fan service um, for people who were big fans of Metal Gear Solid series. Yeah, yeah. It was it's about an hour long campaign because they had to delay Phantom Pain again. Yeah. So they kind of released the first level as a standalone prequel just to uh, mollify the angry fans. Yeah. So it's a really small area but um it's I I think it's really well designed in a way. 
I thought of half think it's really well designed. As soon as you strip away all the bullshit story elements they put on top of it, I think it's really well designed. But have you played any of the um, other campaigns that aren't? No, no, the main I just one. played the main one. But I mean, there is so much crap about. Oh, the UN are doing web inspections on you. I'm like, okay, cool. Why, why are you telling me about this right now? And there's like, oh, blah, 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 and a thousand other things. And then, which only really come into effect for the next cutscene, which is too long, and at the end, and also bullshit. I think now, if we went back and played some of the secondary missions on it, it's the same world, maybe at night, maybe during the day, maybe in sunny, maybe raining, depending on the mission, but all of them are like, this is an assassinate mission, you have two people to go, kill. Have fun! It it doesn't change the fact that they produced this tech, it's effectively a demo. Yeah, paid for, Um, paid for demo, whatever you want to call it. It works out the same way. It's a little taster of the full game because the game's taking too long to make. And yeah, I think there is far too much storyline being crammed into this. Um, well, that's because it sets up the whole of the next game, and but it doesn't have to. I think it would no. be a great mission if it's just like Snake, a couple of your mates are in there, go rescue them, and like a quick little portrayal of who hasn't. What's his name? Oh crap! I can't remember. Little kid with a we'll call him Walkman. Yeah, because he has a Walkman. Yes. So you have to go rescue these two people, and it'll be just great. Like I can sort of get behind the motivation of you've got a couple of allies, go rescue them. I'm not entirely sure why you have a 14 year old boy as a friend. But well, you do. You're making child soldiers. You're not a good guy in this. Yes. Well, I don't um, think that was they get, explained. They, um, yeah. Um, you, you're not a good guy. I still um, say so they that get if you're making child soldiers, why is he your friend? Uh, because you're everyone's friend. It wouldn't really work if they were mindless soldiers. Well, I'm sure he's not friends with the rest of his soldiers, because in the ending cutscene, there's a bit where the helicopter lands, and about like 20 people get out, you know, 20 people try and get in, and then they all die, some literally inches from the helicopter, some inside the helicopter, but the three people who are important to the plot, the pilot, you, and whatever his face is, don't get shot. And that was just slightly too incredulous for me. I was like, no, just put another couple of grunts in the back of the helicopter as they get out. It was just... Oh, my God. Well, the the story in Metric is Solid is ridiculous, and yeah, it it, it it's not the best story ever made. I never remember the moment-to-moment storyline being that ridiculous, though. I um, always remember there was some sort of grounding, and they introduced things sort of... Uh, so you get the concept, and the actual... The, the storytelling mechanic was always quite well. They always found the story was ridiculous. But this, I felt like everything was just hitting that stage of just... You should have just hired somebody who knew what they were doing to help you out. Yeah, I, I would agree with the story the story is not good. I, th- I think the worst crime they do in the, the game plays like, i thought yeah. was really good fun and i i'm really quite excited about the next game because of it a better tutorial is needed because they've got some sort of intuitive tutorial so as yeah. you go and do something the screen will pop up and telling you what buttons you have to push but you have to be in a certain place according to their corpse to get these up and it's really confusing especially when it you've really... got a guy on the ground with a gun and you're just like should I shoot him? Should I not? And it spent so long that I accidentally threw my gun at him and he got up and started to shoot me again and I couldn't find my weapon. <laughs> Which was It was really made I for um, fans of the series who will put a lot more time than you into it. Um, it's not really designed as a one playthrough game. Because it is really, if you play it once, you can probably play it in about an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it, costs, it costs like 30 quid on release. It was ridiculous. Um, um, but 
if you, it's designed to be able to go back and play it lots and lots, and it's great for that. I think I've got I've played it through multiple times, but it's one of the games that does really stress me out when I'm playing, and I can only play for a short amount of time, then I have to put the controller yeah. down and go play something else. I know I'm not good at stealth games. My biggest problem with is so much about this game is right, and so much about it is they've just it just feels like they've fallen flat, and I don't know if it's just halfway through. And so the well, bits they've worked on are good, and got, the bits they haven't are just pants. Have you been following all the drama at uh, um, Konami with Kojima? But don't and that we don't. No one knows it, what's going on because no one's talking. Exactly, but it's probably been going on for a long time. It's just come to a head yeah, now. Yeah. So um, I, I think, but it doesn't excuse must, the game. You know, there being oh, drama about its development still yeah. leaves you me with a game that I don't know whether I like it or not, because it's a bit meh. Yes. I don't know. If you can get it cheap, I would definitely recommend it, but I mean, I, w- um, I wouldn't pay yeah. full price PSN store. No. Um, <laughs> I bought it full price on release because I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan, and I think it's a great addition to the series. Yeah. Um, but unless you're will- you you know the, the story well and are willing to forgive some of that because of it, it's not a great game, but it's fun. Well, this is a problem because there are some bits which are really, really good fun, and it yeah. actually does address some interesting issues that other games don't even touch. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong; it's not sort of brazen the way and, and telling interesting things about games. But I mean, it does. It's not just the standard stock, stock shooter. It's slightly yeah. more than that. And there's a bit where you have to rescue prisoners of war, and I'm like, oh, this is really nice. And then yeah. there came the weird bit where I got rewards for doing this, and I was like, but shouldn't this just be? I, I want to save the prisoners of war. Yeah. Um. Have <laughs> how many did you save? Uh, I think I saved all but one because he kept uh, talking. Oh, yeah, the one. You, oh, could you? I uh, know you saved all but one of the ones in the jail, or did you fi- manage to find the others as well? Uh, all but because one in the a, jail. Yeah. The, okay. Um. You know the audio tapes that you found. Yeah. They lead you to another couple of people. Ah, okay, okay. It was just taking too long to drag them to the extraction zone, and I was like, well, screw this. Well, to be honest, if you're going to play it once, they are the least important thing of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's a game that you can speed run, and I think I've got it down to under ten minutes, but people have done it in, like, six. Did you say you can complete the entire game in six minutes? As someone has, yes. What? I've managed to do it in under ten. So is it yeah, just it, one... Open level. Yeah, it's okay. they've gone sandboxy compared to a linear game. Oh, right. So, um, so yeah. if you know where you're going, where everyone is, and where the original pathing of the guards are, you can run it basically. Okay. It's not meant to be a full game. The developers did say, uh, "Do you guys want a chilly little game to show you what we've done so far?" And yeah, the fans uh-huh. went, they went. We were like, "We're going to delay this game, and we're sorry about that. Um, we've got something that we can show you." would you like us to release it? You will be paying more than you should for it. <laughs> and, of course, the fanboys went, yay! And then it got released, and they were like, this is so expensive. Why is it so expensive? <laughs> and, yeah, it's just like, really, guys? Come on. I still can't help but think maybe there was a better release venue for this game. Especially since, it, it, at the moment, I'm left going, I don't know whether this game is bad or unfinished. And so I, I, really I haven't think, really gotten me excited for the new Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you just play, if you didn't play that story and just played one of the modes you could play once you complete it, 
you would have enjoyed it a lot more because it was cut the bullshit story. These guys you need to assassinate. You need to get this intel, bring it back, and just uh, do what you want. Mm, maybe. There was still some, a lot of things with the game mechanics that I wasn't quite... Oh, that were just very weird. Um, like? The tank becomes very susceptible if it's not on, if it doesn't have all the wheels on its ground. I discovered that very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's great fun driving a tank around, shooting uh, things. No, because every time I'd gotten it, one of the wheels left the ground. <laughs> it was just like, the tank can't move now. It's physically oh. impossible to move. And it was stood up on this like, little cardboard box. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I haven't had that problem with it. No, cause well, mainly because I just I drove jump around out the road. And there's two tanks things. right yeah. next to it. So if I jump in the tank, the other tank bumps me instantly. Yeah. Uh, I managed to bump it first, but then I, I just—I think I drove one of my wheels onto his wheel. <laughs> I don't know. Awkward things happened, and then it was just like you can't move. Yeah, never fun, and it, like a lot of things like that. And it's just like this isn't a finished game at all. And I know it's not, but yeah, um, don't release it then. That's so. How does the tank drive compared to the Mako? <laughs> I don't better. know. <laughs> The Mako is just the worst thing ever. But this is another um, series who it's their first time doing a driving prop um, in a game. Right. I can say I would have had a Mako in that situation because the Mako would have been able to drive over the goddamn car. <laughs> <laughs> Has visitors. Uh, yeah. yeah but, but at least if it jumped, it was at a slight angle, so it would have moved. So. But could you have uh, <laughs> hidden in a box? You can hide in cardboard boxes? Yeah. Have oh, you never played Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, if it can't, then I have I'd played be Metal disappointed. Gear Solid. Yeah. But, uh... I don't think I have anything final to say about it. Uh, <laughs> it it's definitely made for fans of the series more than as a yeah, game I'm, for everyone. I'm... I really enjoyed it because I'm a huge fan of the series. There were definite problems with it and the story. But I'm now excited for the next one. Since you're not um, as yeah. big a fan, you didn't enjoy it as much. But when it worked, I will say it worked marvellously. So I'm somewhere between quite excited and couldn't be asked. Which probably means that you'll end up borrowing it from me at some point. Yeah, yeah I think that's, <laughs> that's safe to say. Okay, well, I think that's good. Uh... Uh, well, Dave, do you want to talk about I Know That and have Nick... Introduce it for now. I know that voice. I know that voice. Yes. Sorry, I didn't write down properly. Uh, I know that voice is a documentary uh, and many interviews on uh, uh, people who do voice acting, be it for comics or video games or what have you. And it's sort of an interesting um, documentary in the fact that if these are people that you've heard their works many times, but unlike actors, they seem to be a lot more grounded. And it's just an interesting. Uh, look into their thoughts and livelihood. Uh, yeah, what do you think of it, though? Yeah, it's definitely something I would never have gone out and watched on my own, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. But I really have not very much to say about it. <laughs> because you know, it was really interesting hearing um, these voices that you've hear- heard a thousand times and them talking to you in person rather than through an animated character. Yeah. Ah. But nothing really surprised me about what they were saying. It's all stuff that you could probably have guessed. Yeah, I'm willing to. Um, But it's just enjoyable hearing them 
because they're all so passionate about what they do. It's just sitting down for an hour and a half, listening to a bunch of people who are passionate about something, talk about it. Yeah, that is exactly what it is. And so it's just enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the really, uh, I just do enjoy listening to people talk about whatever they're passionate about. It tends to be what I try and do at parties, although I end up just getting drunk and making poor decisions instead. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's quite incredible how many voices people do, and you don't realise that it was the same person sometimes. Yeah, every now and again, I'll listen to a a voice on something, I go, I know who that is. But this uh, documentary told showed me exactly how many times I don't realise who it is, and, yeah. and that they're the same person. Uh, now, if I was a repaired yeah. person, I'd have examples, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this was all set from what's his name, uh, John DiMaggio, the guy who plays Bender. He decided to make this film to show people because he's. I think he was sick of being asked, "What's that like?" Yeah. So he decided to make this to show people. And he's done Bender, he did Marcus Phoenix of Gears of War, he did uh, Jake. Jake from Adventure Time, and lots and lots of others. But uh, it's just him just showing his friends and what they do best, just making lots of silly voices. Mm. But it really showed them as actors rather than voice actors. They're actors first. Yeah, uh, and it also sort of shows you how much they put into it like they talk for, for a section yeah. about uh how you can tell when something's phoned in when like an actor just tries to do voice work without really caring you you, you see that a lot with famous people going over to the voice acting yeah role. and then i mean there's one guy who everyone knows and it's become a fantastic voice actor and i think that'd be mark hamill because yeah he's great in whatever he does and i don't know how <laughs> He he's like yeah. almost one of the definitive jokers, and he's just as the uh, the uh, cartoon versions. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you said, there's not a great deal to talk about it, but it is something that most that most people probably wouldn't listen to or watch. Sorry, uh, by themselves. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely something that if if I saw it in Netflix catalog, I'd have just went moved straight past it and never given it a second thought. And so I'm really glad you made me watch it because I really did enjoy every minute of watching it. But I don't really know what to say about it because it did exactly <laughs> what it was trying to do. Yeah, it is just an interesting and nice documentary to watch. Uh, do you, do you yeah. have any questions? Yeah. Um, did they address the weird issue of fame with voice actors? Because with voice actors, yes. you can recognise their yeah. voices a lot. You you know their names a lot, but I wouldn't know if I walked past a hundred of them yeah. on the street. They um they did address that, and they all seemed pretty happy with the status quo of it. As in, on the street, they won't get recognised. But, but if they, they want a free go, coffee, but if they can go to somewhere like Comic Con, um, Comic Con, yeah. they can, they instantly get recognised by all their fans, and they can live in the spotlight for a day. And then next day they can just do what they want and not worry about the problems of fans. Yeah. I loved the story by the voice actor to Wacko from Animaniacs. Yeah, that was quite good. I think story. it was him at Disneyland or something. And he was, uh, he was talking to a kid and he's like, oh, yeah, I do, I do the voice of Wacko. And he's like, no, you don't. So he did his Wacko. 
I can do it better than that. Little kid says. <laughs> it was just adorable. <laughs> it was all like, yeah. Yeah, and it did really show that um, that the voice acting is much more than making a silly voice. It was more about that they're actual actors. They put a lot of time and effort into yeah, everything yeah. they do. Mm. And they did a lot of them did say that they, they do enjoy it because they're not typecast as... Mm. Or, well, I was going to say that about Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why he's done such good in the... You know, yeah, because he, he didn't. <laughs> he's not recognised. Yeah, and and a lot of people can do cross. Uh, like they um, they can be a young person, old person, uh, yeah, white, black, uh, man, woman. Doesn't really matter. They can do it. Yeah, yeah. They always are doing something different each day of the week. And they, yeah, they, they towards the end of it, they said how um the gaming industry has really brought in a lot more work for them. Yeah, although I think that might be on the edge of decline with a lot of games having facial recognition in it. Mm. Yeah, then they'll be bringing in famous people to do it all. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 I still think voice actors will get a lot out of video games because not every part you oh, want. Yeah. And yeah. you always have the games like, uh, I think the Elder Scrolls series just always did hire a few very useful voice actors who could, uh, who, uh, you I mean, Thousands and thousands. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you occasionally worked out who was the same, but only after so long of listening to them. Right, Sandy. Yes. You played Outer Wilds, didn't you? I did, and Spooky Selfie. And spooky Selfie. Yeah, the Spooky I Selfie. Spooky Selfie as well. So let's come on to that last. You're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I gave you Outer Wilds, which. If, if no one's ever played Outer Wilds, you should. It's free. Google Outer Wilds, it will come up. But it's a game where you start on this planet, and then you get taught how to be a spaceman. And then you go on a spaceship, and you fly, and you go to a different planet. And you can go to any planet you want in the system. You can even just turn around and just, you know, go in the other direction. And it's really good fun, just, just sort of exploring. But I'll I'll let Sandy, Sandy say about that. Yeah, you say it. As if it's quite easy to manoeuvre the <laughs> spacecraft. I think the majority of my gameplay was actually trying to learn the controls, which actually wasn't that necessary, to be honest, because of the autopilot, which yes. I only no- noticed how useful it was just quite a long way into my uh, adventure. Um, but yeah, I think overall it was very enjoyable. Um, at first I was quite sceptic um, because... Uh, quite sceptical because um, it had to wander around the home planet, uh, Timberhearth, for quite a while. Yeah, it did. Um, and that wasn't very entertaining. It's a tutorial style. They make it as if yeah. you're training to be an astronaut. Um, so they give you tasks like... Um, Repairing a spacecraft in zero gravity, um, and also practicing landing the spacecraft, which I didn't find that useful. I, yeah, that I, was that was difficult because the camera doesn't move. Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't translate what I learned if I had learned anything during that exercise into um, when I was actually flying the spacecraft. Uh, yeah, so so that bit. 
was not that interesting. Yeah. I, I think um, there's no denying that it's a it's an odd game, and that's probably yes. the best word to describe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you kind of don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. So there's one. If you go into the museum, there's just one piece of a, a statue. That was like, weird. This is a quantum statue. Every time you look at it, it looks different. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you spend quite a long time just looking at it, looking away, looking back at it. <laughs> Took me and... ages to realize this was a thing. I was just thinking I'd just gone round and seen another statue. <laughs> did you not read the plaque? <laughs> well, I, I did, and then I looked at it and I thought it's not changing. <laughs> walked off and I came back I was like that's like that statue over there what was it meant to be I, I, I could it's see meant to be a face gram- yeah. yeah okay yeah. so it's a proper is it a human face is that uh, or I can an see alien ears face. and lips yeah a humanoid um, face at least okay um, I think there's meant to be another there's an asteroid made out of the same material ah uh, that you okay. can find I don't know um, okay so do you want to say, did, well, I presume you managed to fly the spacecraft. Yes. Did you manage yeah. to go to any of the planets? I did. So the first place I went to was um, Twin... Oh, the planets, I think. It's uh, Hourglass Twins, sorry. The yeah, Hourglass, Hourglass Twins. Twins. So that, it's two... Not platforms, two uh, bodies. One that's covered in sand... And there's like a sand fall to the other body. Yeah. So I made the mistake of attempting to land on the sand body where there's (laughs) sand flowing. So I landed on there, left my spacecraft, and next thing I knew, my spacecraft spacecraft was flying down the sand fall into the other body. And I was just left there stranded. (laughs) So that was um, interesting. And, uh, yeah, so this was right at the beginning where I was still trying to um, get a sense of the controls. Yeah. So I was left there floating around trying to get to the other body and eventually drowned in sand. So I died. Oh, you could drown in the sand? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure if I was drowned in sand or just thrown towards a rock and died from the impact. Not sure that something happened. What's the respawning like in it? Is it permadeath or is that can you respawn? No. This is where we're going to say, uh, I don't think Sandy played it for long enough at a time without dying to actually <laughs> see the ending of the game. <laughs> and now I play, I, admittedly, I, I, did, I survived and I got to the, the ending every single time, but I played it very carefully and there are a couple of plants that I didn't go to. So 20 minutes into the game, the star goes into a supernova. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> the game starts again. Uh, but you don't have to go through the tutorial. You can just jump in your spacecraft and go off. And the guys are like, "Ah, oh, how do you know these secret passwords to go to the spacecraft? Yeah, that was quite interesting. Uh, yeah, so the, when you die, uh, you spawn back on the planet. There's yeah. kind of like a flashback thing of your adventure uh, before you get respawned. And... I've forgotten about that. That's really yeah. cool. It is really cool. Yeah, it reminds me of Prince of, Prince of Persia did the same thing. And I thought uh, that Sands of Time, I assume? Yeah, Sands of Time, yeah. yeah. I haven't played that one yet. Oh, it's cool. The The whole game doesn't happen, and you're just telling someone a story. Well, the, the whole game, the whole, you go through the whole game, and then you use the Sands of Times to rewind back to the very beginning. And then you run to the the people you're invading, find their princess, and you tell her the story of what okay. will happen if your country invades. And so you're telling her oh, that the traitor... Oh, see, that's interesting. The traitor is. But in the story, in the game, 
you, the two of you slowly fall in love throughout the adventure. Yada yada yada. yada. Not oh, really of, course. of course, she's not in love with them at the end. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> kind of sad. But he decides to test this by trying to make out with her, and she goes, "Oh no, you freak!" and slaps him, and he's like, "Ah!" And then he just rewinds time, so that's never happened. <laughs> Seems fair. <laughs> Uh, if you can try right. and travel, you can be an ass. But anyway, out of wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I uh, went to another planet called Dark Bramble. Was this oh. the one that you said gave you the heebie-jeebies? Yeah, there are, there are two planets that give me the heebie-jeebies, and this is one of those. I sort of, I landed and went, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was quite... Yeah. yeah, it's a planet made of thorns, and there's a cloud of gas... As well, like so their visibility is quite low. And thorns. Yeah. And, and I, giant anglerfish. I didn't see these because I ran away very quickly. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I, I read in the wiki page and I was like, there's giant anglerfish. Giant anglerfish, yeah. eat you. And I'm like, I'm very, very yes. happy that I left the planet quite quickly. <laughs> so that was one of my deaths, or the second of my deaths, <laughs> flying into a giant anglerfish. Um. But oh yeah, that that certainly was a scary yeah. planet. Yeah, there's Quite not much spooky. to say about that planet. It's just no. But was there a glowing thing in the middle? Ooh, yes, I think there is. I tried oh, to get there. to it, but then yeah. died. Something ate you. Yes. Yeah, something ate me. Did you? Yeah. Um, okay, so Outer Worlds is a cool mechanic where you have a little robot that Probe. you can throw. Yes, and then you can take pictures off the front of it and the back of it. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool when you're just approaching something like, I don't know what's down here, and you go, Woo! and if you keep clicking, you rapidly get this really slow FPS video <laughs> of an approaching wall. Um, which is really cool and fascinating. It's actually quite useful, especially when you're just like, oh, I, wonder, I wonder what's on the other side of this planet, and so you sort of throw it into orbit, and you constantly yeah. take pictures. Um, so I tried to take a selfie with that. Can you actually see yourself? Yes, you can. It's quite hard because it flies away quite quickly. Okay. okay. You've got to push the, the rear button picture, which I've forgotten what button that is. Yeah, Y, I think is. Y, yeah, yeah. Y and bumper. Um, yeah, I have I had a funny experience with the probe. Um, so at one point I thought I travelled to the comet, the, the Nomad, as you oh, fly yeah. across space. Um, so I went there and... Um, and exploring. And suddenly, I couldn't move. I ended up stuck in two trees. Well, there were trees Ooh. on comps. Yeah, it had lots of trees, and I got stuck in between them. So at that point, I decided to get out of the uh, spacecraft and just run around. And then um, started playing with the probe. So I fired it across the comet, and it landed... Um, kind of on the opposite side of almost like a crater thing. So I mm. ran across it and tried to take selfies of myself. So I was jumping around, um, <laughs> taking pictures as I was jumping around. Couldn't see myself because, I, I, well, at first I thought maybe it was a mechanic that you can't see yourself, but yeah. apparently you can. So I'm just a really bad selfie taker. And um, Maybe you can't because I think I tried, but I think I was near my spaceship. I may have just mistaken the two. Okay. Maybe you need a space oh, selfie stick. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So yeah, I was jumping around trying to take a selfie, and I was so absorbed in this, um, I couldn't notice there was something behind me. So, so this is in kind of intermediate snapshots. Uh, there's something getting bigger in the screen. I didn't really <laughs> notice it. 
got slightly bigger, still didn't really notice it. And then it was covering about half the screenshot. I realised it was dark bramble. And then at that point, there's just a cloud of gas coming in from behind me. And that was my third mode of death. Oh, death by wow. selfie. Wow. Death by selfie. I think it's a metaphor for life, by the way. I think sometimes you just have to look up from the screen and see what you're missing. Because it might be a giant gas cloud of death. It, it, indeed. Indeed. That's the most amazing horror story I've ever heard. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Out Wilds has taught me something about life. <laughs> it's a deep game. But no, it was actually really good fun, just learning the mechanics of flying. Yeah. And it, I think it's... It's interesting. Because there's no sort of objective, I don't even think you can stop the universe exploding. Um, no, but, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but, you can't escape it. It's one of the only games I've played that genuinely feels like I'm exploring something. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've played other games, but you just ex- you explore enough, and then the game kind of goes. That's enough exploring for you now. Go to the storyline. But this just <laughs> felt like oh, I could keep going. Yeah, there might be nothing there, but the game's not going to stop me. Mm. And I really like how it's all there, so there's no loading screen. Yes, everything. Yeah. yeah, everything is already built into the game. So that there are a few few lots. So you look at the planet, and then as you get closer, it changes a bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, Quite nice, but you sort of you can tell you can sort of tell. Oh, I can land here. There seems to be something here, and then as you get closer, like yeah, 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 something better. I can land there, mm-hmm. but they might not be apparent that it's a crater until you're quite close. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes, I'm quite surprised it's a free game. I think they're working on a paid version. I think yeah. this is a... quite big for a free game. It yeah. sounds quite fun. Yeah, it is quite check fun. it out. It's not hugely finished. There is a sort of feel like someone's hacked together for Unity assets, especially when exploring some planets. It's like, what's here? Nothing but a house and a fireplace and some trees. Ooh, that sounds nice. Actually, um, yeah, it, it's nice, but it, you just feel like there's slightly more that you could do here that make it even better. That reminds me, there's the, um, the telescope where you hear sounds. Oh, yes. What, what, is that expanded on at all in the game? No, I, I think that's just, you can sit there and you can listen to the plants and you go, I want to go there, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, It's yeah. like the Futurama um, telescope that gives you smells. Smelloscope. Oh, <laughs> the smelloscope. <laughs> I think you can use it to find all the previous astronauts. So you're one of the, the, the happy astronauts on your planet. Oh, I see. But none of the other astronauts have really returned. I think some of them have, but some of them are just stuck up there. So you'll eventually you just find a man stuck on this planet, no spaceship to speak of, with the fire and a guitar, and he's just playing. Yeah, they're just chilling. Yeah, they're all just chilling. And you talk to him, and he's not like, oh, great, you've come to save me. It's just, how you doing? I'm playing my guitar. (laughs) It's a bit of a boring planet, this one, isn't it? (laughs) Sounds like if Dave was an astronaut. (laughs) (laughs) The guy on the moon, I think, just says he's really bored and he can't get back home. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't ask you for help. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be happy with your guitar, though. I would. Though I've started playing harmonica, so <laughs> leave me that, I'll be fine. <laughs> so, so you liked it in the end, Sandy? It was a good, good I liked pick. it, yes. Awesome. awesome. A good pick, good pick indeed. Thank you. So let's talk about the other game I gave you, which is... So I gave you, I gave you games based on a sort of selfie theme which was terrible because I didn't look up whether you could actually take selfies in Outer Wilds. But the second game <laughs> I gave you... Maybe you can. Maybe I'm just a really bad selfie taker. <laughs> it's very well, inadequate. I think, 
I think all of us have have attempted to play this second. Yeah, spooky game. selfie. It definitely counts as a game. I mean, it's it's Unity stock assets. I don't think it makes a game. I mean, it's definitely yeah. a thing that I enjoy, but I'm not entirely sure it's a game. Well, there's no wing condition. In that sense, it's exactly the same as sorry, Outer Wilds. That's true. Well, I guess the, the goal of Outer Wilds is to not die too quickly <laughs> in order to see the end of the universe. I got pretty spooked out. There, there, well, there's, like, nothing that, there's nothing that encourages you to do that, and there's no benefit from reaching mm. the end of the universe, far from mild confusion. Mm. Um, I guess well, so. The definition of a game is an, an activity that one engages in for amusement, and I think that's definitely what Spooky <laughs> Self yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> does the tick that box. So, uh, for anybody who hasn't played this game, does anybody have an amazing description to give? Because I quite want to, but I think somebody may else have a better description. <laughs> okay, so it's you, a skeleton, gallivanting around this graveyard listening to some music on your phone and taking selfies on your phone. And whenever you take a selfie, you like scribble on it. And so one of the best ones is you take a picture and it says, too spooky for you, with twos everywhere. And it's, oh my god. And that, that's the game. You just gallivant around and you take pictures of things. And then there's some weird dancing skeletons. There's a few statues. There's a moon. There's, I don't know. But uh, that's, that's almost the entirety of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the entirety of the game. That is, yeah. yeah. There's nothing else. Um, I think gallivanting's a strong word. I, I, I don't think there's a better word for it. <laughs> as little as I enjoyed the game, I think that is the best way to describe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. So. Uh, for a free game, I felt like I, I, it, I paid in the time it took for me to find it, install it. Download it and play. But you downloaded it. I just played it online. Yeah, I used the browser. It said I needed to install something, so I was like, "Nope." Unity web player. I don't oh, have that. Oh, I see. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> well, uh, I saw it, it, it uh, but I think you hyped it, overhyped it for me, Alan. I was expecting more. But <laughs> was there a hype? <laughs> I think oh. Alan just said play no, Alan has selfie. been talking about it to me for months. Oh, right. <laughs> but it's <laughs> been like the pinnacle of free games. I, I really liked it. I mean, that <laughs> was pure 20 minutes of hilarious fun. 20 minutes? Trying to navigate going backwards 20? while taking selfies and you end up turning the wrong direction. Like, oh, no. But is there any direction <laughs> you wanted to go in? Just, just the direction I wanted. I was like, I'll run around this... Uh, I'll run over to these skeletons. I can see some skeletons in my selfie, so I'll try and run towards them. But only using the selfie camera. I cannot believe you spent 20 minutes I doing I think that. you found your I own mean... fun in it more than <laughs> actually what it offered. Well, by that definition, Minecraft is a load of balls. I'm not saying spooky selfies are a load of balls. <laughs> I have to say, I did not enjoy it. I, 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 but I, I do think you overhyped it for me. <laughs> game can't be hyped enough <laughs> so uh, I've seen a theme in these podcast episodes and they're quickly becoming things that Alan finds amusing and no one else does <laughs> it was amusing for maybe 20 seconds <laughs> yeah. you didn't like oh, I... it... 
Yeah, it wasn't just bland. No, no, this no. Was, this was way better. What was I saying was just bland before? What was I saying Elmer's just bland? Oh. What was I saying about blandness? You did say something about blandness. I did hear bland being mentioned. What, like this episode? Oh. Now you put an all Oh, no, out. I didn't mean this episode was bland. No, this episode is exciting. Mm. Our listeners like on the edge of their seats, I think. Our listeners don't even know if their seats have facts. They could be on stools for all they know. <laughs> Maybe they're standing up. We need to put that on the box. We need a box. We do need a box. Alan, stop running over the box in a tank, <laughs> damn it. We need those boxes. <laughs> so, uh, I think Spooky Selfie was a, a little bit of a miss. Well, the thing is, it was no enjoyable one for the 20 seconds. Yeah, 20 it, it seconds. is 20 seconds of. 20 minutes? Fun. Oh, man. Okay. How c- I don't understand how you could spend 20 well, minutes I, I found playing this Because the that, ride never ends. I, I, it, <laughs> All right, I think it was worth it just for Sandy to say that. I, I actually agree. For those, those unaware, that is another one of the things that you will scribble on your selfies. But I try to dance it, with the skeletons, and oh. it. What's it from? It's from like a theme park ride, wasn't it? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that the game is just Unity stock assets. Yeah. I, yes. I would, I would agree, but that doesn't make it bad. No, it, doesn't. it doesn't assure oh. quality. We've worked that one out. I think the most fun I've yeah. had versus the time I spent in it versus the time the developer spent in it, it is an incredibly high level. <laughs> I, I don't think I can argue with that <laughs> statement. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on to uh, next week's episode yeah. and what we have yes. in store for them then? Totally. So. Uh, well, I'm going to pick Dave for Dave this week, so we're going the opposite direction. And uh, yep. Dave, uh, not famously, but uh, yeah, sort of famously, doesn't like comic book movies. Uh, superhero superhero movies. movies, sorry. Yeah, have we actually seen any of them? Yeah, any any what? I've seen superhero movies. Seen Spider Man. I have not seen Spider Man. Okay. okay. Well, uh, so uh, well, M- Maguire. Or, I <laughs> which guess I, which of the Spider Man? Well, there's I'm Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, you haven't seen too many Spider-Man. I really want to see that. I, I think I've seen the first X-Men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen um, the one with Will Smith, who is playing... Oh, Hancock. Hancock. Crappy. Hancock. I've seen that. That's a weird one. I don't know whether I like that one. That is... I can never decide either. I enjoyed it, but... It's, it's never amazing, but it's somewhere between good and... What the hell am I doing? Yes. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Sounds yeah, like a place um, anyway, so, well, so with superhero movies, so, uh, Alan? I'm going to show Dave Unbreakable, and it's it's post M Night Shyamalan peak movie. We should say with that Bruce our theme for next week is going to be slightly disappointing. So how does this fit into that theme, or shall we find out next? Well, week? it fits into the theme by being past peak Shyamalan. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was made after Sixth Sense, and it was made before Avatar: The Last Airbender, whatever that movie was called. It was a disgrace. I think that's actually its legal title, but um, <laughs> it was made somewhere between those two movies, and so it, that's that's where you can gauge on the disappointing spectrum it's going to be. Okay, you've been invited to Lake Logan. <laughs> okay, so I will be giving to Nick, and to change things up slightly, I'll be giving him a board game this week. 
and I'll be Ooh, giving him uh, the board game Hanabi, which is a co-op board game but has a nice twist to it, which solves a lot of the problems with co-op board gaming, I think. And since I'm going to be seeing him on Friday, we'll be playing it then. Hooray! You have no choice. I've been playing far too many co-op board games, haven't I? Oh haven't? yeah, we've been playing the Pathfinder Adventure card game, and that is amazing! Okay, um, so Nick, what are you going to be giving... <laughs> Who are you giving to? And I think me. Sandy. Yeah, I am giving Sandy a sketch show called The Amando Anucci Show. And I consider it slightly disappointing because that's sort of the brand of humour he goes for. Not that the comedy is disappointing, but he remarks on how life is occasionally quite grey. And yes, life in Britain. Hooray. Uh, it's... I am Mando Anucci, who's often in the background for a lot of funny uh, things, like uh, Alan Partridge is one of his, and he's recently been working on Beep. Ooh, cool. And, like, as a head writer in the background. And he's also very much on Radio 4 all the time. Oh, uh, okay. He used to have a show called The Amanda Anucci Charm Offensive, okay. which I particularly enjoyed. There's a surprise oh, there. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and I'm giving to Alan this week, am I? Yes, 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 yes we are. Alan. Um, I'm giving him the 2014 blockbuster Interstellar, and oh, yeah. I find it vaguely disappointing because of the <laughs> resolution of the film. As in resolution, as in the resolution of the storyline, oh, right. rather than <laughs> this HD is not visuals. Not even <laughs> 30 frames no, a second. Okay. So the ending uh, is going to be be somewhat disappointing. Okay. Okay. Yes. You shouldn't tell him that. He's going to be trying to work out what, what how it ends well, all the way through. Well, it's not quite the ending. Like I said, it's the resolution of the storyline. Oh. Let's put it that way. Okay. Now I'm in suspense. <gasps> However, suspense. will our listeners cope waiting for our next episode? <laughs> well, obviously, by listening to our back catalogue, Nick. Oh, good. Oh, extensive back catalogue. Yeah. <laughs> of a whole five and a half episodes. Go on. That's right. Half an episode. Yeah. We don't do all your integers. <laughs> uh, okay. So, does anyone have any last thoughts they want to give to the listeners before we leave? I have no thoughts. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, w- I was well, wanting to bring up that. Uh, I've started uh, reading Why the Last Man, which uh, was given to Alan quite early on in the podcast, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah! It's awesome. (laughs) It's so good. I I need to get back to it. So far, so good. Um, How far have you got? Not very far. Ah. Just after the deaths of everyone. Ah, okay. So literally, really (laughs) early stage. I've I've just started it, and what I've read, I'm enjoying. It does have a really, really interesting opening that I think sets it up. Very nicely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, thank you all for listening. We've got our cheese for next week. If you want, give us some of those a go so you can listen to the conversation or you can, you know, contact us and complain that we said something wrong or that you didn't like or you disagreed with or even that you agreed with and say that we did a lovely job. If you would like to contact if you want- us. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Do you want to say something there? If you want to tweet us a question, we might even... Answer on the podcast. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. We, 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 that's yeah. something we definitely could do. Uh, but I am still waiting for our first email from a fan yeah. on uh, feedback at, the, at uh, perfectcommotion.co.uk. Really and I'm like still waiting for someone to tweet me with a blood feud. 
You mentioned that in the first episode. You want to do that? He is online at, at Nick S. Proud. It's weird saying at, at Nick S. Proud. Should we just is there only one at? You just say one, one at. at. So he's at Nick S. Proud. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm also on, on. on Twitter, and I think I'm I'm Octavius four hundred four, aren't I? <laughs> you might be. <laughs> I forget. The I, best of I, times. I, I flick between Octavius four hundred four and Alan Octavius. I think I'm Octavius four hundred four, though. Uh, let me, let me, let me. Yeah, yeah, Octavius four hundred four. <laughs> Currently, my name is Slow Mo Octavius because I made a game with a slow mo mechanic for the London Dare thirty. Something or other? Two or that's six? That's something you, you could mention in the news. Oh, well, well yeah, Ryan, that's something you bit. could in, invite our listeners to go play and give us their thoughts. I made a game called uh, You Brought a Nut. Got, you Brought a. You Brought a. Knife to a Gun <laughs> Thank fight. you, Nick. That's the name of your game. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I made it, and uh, I made it with Alex D. Jones, and you can find it by going to the Lunda website and searching for Alex D. Jones or the name of the game, and it should pop up pretty quickly. And then play it and tell me what you think. It's awesome. Currently, it's Windows only, but we're building Mac and Linux versions now. But that's a nice thing you can talk about, and maybe we could do it on the podcast if I ever feel that confident about the game. But it's good. Yay! Andy, Nick, do you want to say goodbyes? Goodbyes. Bye. Bye. Bye.